The Home Show with Color Trend. Bring home Irish color with Color Trend paint. This is News Talk. Welcome to The Home Show with me, Sinead Ryan, on the show this morning. We meet the ceramicist, challenging the unrealistic pressure put on women to attain physical perfection with her tip tea mugs and plant pots. From Tokyo to Stockholm, we look at the design trend called Japandi that mixes both Japanese and Scandi furniture and design. And we find out how you can upgrade the everyday items in your home that you take for granted. If you'd like to get involved in the show today, you can text us here at The Home Show at 53106 for 30 cent. You can email us at thehomeshow at newstalk.com and you'll find me on Twitter at Sinead underscore Ryan. And remember, you can listen live or listen back to our show and our podcasts on the News Talk app, which is powered by Go Loud. Now, you are very welcome along uh, this morning uh, and I hope that September is treating you well. Uh, now, sometimes... The Greens in government can seem like a one-trick pony as idealism goes. They often get it right uh, more than they get it wrong. So their proposal of trains running from Cork to Derry and resurrecting properly the Donegal line actually makes a lot of common sense, if not economic sense. But it got me thinking about trains, which I think are my favourite way to travel. As a child, I spent summers in Limerick and even at the age of 12, was popped on the train at Houston on my own, changing at Limerick Junction, which is a microclimate all of its own, akin to Alaska, let me tell you, before being picked up in Colbert Station by my aunt. One thing I've never done is a sleeper train, and it's on my bucket list more than the destination. The German Greens stick with me, have now proposed a chain of EU-wide overnight sleepers across Europe from Barcelona to Belfast, Gdansk to Galway, Lisbon to Limerick. How wonderful is that if it goes ahead? I don't know if it'll get the green light, no pun intended, but if it does, here's what I want to know. Where would you most like to go to and from? For me, it's the night train to Naples from anywhere at all. So let me know what you think. You can text us here, as I said, at 53106 or you can email us here at thehomeshow at newstalk.com. You're very welcome along this morning. The images we see in media are quite often unattainable physiques and correspond to an idea of perfection that is not reflective of reality. Well, now that's according to my next guest, who, with her line of tit tea mugs and plant pots, is taking a stand against this notion of how a woman should look. Ceramic artist Sophie McElwain joins me on the home show today. Good morning, Sophie. Welcome from Belfast. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Thank you very much for having me. Now, these mugs, um, I, I must say, I thought I'd seen every type of ceramic uh, on this show uh, in the few years we've been on air. But this is definitely a new one on me. Uh, and, you <laughs> know, you. certainly you're starting off with a headline grabber, Tit T. What, yes. what is it? Tell me all about it. So they're basically ceramic mugs with 3D breasts sculpted on them. Um, and I would create them with right-handed or left-handed handles. 
so the boobs face outwards when you're drinking from them. Um, it was basically like a conversation starter, really. Um, or stopper. <laughs> yeah, completely, completely. Like, you know, as they are very unique, if they are in somebody's room or their house, it's sort of like a conversation starter with people. It's lighthearted. I've heard that women say that whenever their friends come over, it's like a conversation starter to maybe talk about, have you felt your breasts recently? And going down that, that sort of route, it makes me feel glad that I can make some sort of a difference. Mm, and there's been a lot of talk recently, not least because of Sarah Harding's tragic mm-hmm. uh, death from breast cancer so young. Yeah. Um, so so in terms of that conversation, is that what drove you to, to kind of look at this area? Not particularly at the start. Ultimately, I started this whenever I was furloughed from my marketing job last year and I just needed something to to fill my my creativity and my time and my ceramics course that I was meant to be on was cancelled. So I just got myself a bag of clay and just started making stuff for myself. Um, But the whole boob thing was basically because I feel from a young age, I was always quite baffled at how like sexualized women's bodies were and how there was such a stark difference between different genders and how they were treated and perceived like they are just bodies after all they're just what we live life through um and I thought why did we not celebrate women's bodies more like they're such miracle workers Mm. I didn't know why they were often repressed around the world so it was sort of to like break down that taboo subject of bodies and um to desexualize women's bodies and to celebrate uniqueness um so that's sort of what happened and then i started to post them on my social media account the ones i've made myself and people started asking can you make another one for me and it just sort of took off from there it was never really like a business plan as i had it, a nine-to-five job it just sort of happened and then it gained so much traction that it was sort of taking over my nine to five job. I'd come home from my job and work late evenings, all weekends. And then I just thought, you know what, I'm going to take a stab at this. And it's a, a little COVID business, basically. And it um, it just blossomed from there. And a stab at it you have taken because <laughs> they are prolific now. And you mentioned there, Sophie. Uh, social media and putting up on social media you you had the ultimate kudos you were banned from Instagram yes yes absolutely talk to me about that so I was basically banned from promoting ads which is um, a big part of social media it's getting yourself out to people that haven't heard of you or that aren't following you already Um, I was banned from ads because they were deemed as the same category as over 18's sexual health products um, basically in the same um, category as condoms and it was just so outrageous because it's exactly what I'm trying to break down it's going against my message I'm trying to desexualize and I felt like whenever I was banned it sort of made me and me and other women out there that followed me feel like our bodies should be something to be ashamed of so it was completely outrageous but ironically it was how quite a lot of people started to follow me and they found me and people just really came together like a little community and tried to repost um, all of my stuff so more people saw it their own followers and yeah I'm still 
a lot of my ads are still banned a lot of my products are still not allowed on Gosh. the on the shopping pages so and i just does, have to sort of go that, off organic how does that make you feel now because as you said that's the very opposite of ex- of what you're trying to achieve with these yeah yeah it's well it just shows you that there's still so much more work to be done in regards to body representation mm. and sexualization of women's bodies and i just feel like it's ridiculous and in, in this era that it's still seen it's still like a a bad thing to be shown mm. whenever I'm trying to promote uniqueness and to promote body positivity and to celebrate all of our little lumps and bumps really indeed now I'm interested in how you came to this because um we, uh, my producer sent, sent myself and Roisin Murphy who's our resident architect on the show out to learn mm-hmm. how to make pottery a pottery class now I can ah. tell you we failed spect- in a spectacular way we failed oh. uh, we went out to Aaron Street East which is a, a local uh, potters here in Dublin and um, I, I must say it was a lot harder than I thought yeah. how did you get started I'm thinking of you there in your marketing job and then buying a lump of clay and getting on with it and you're producing these perfect pieces straight away <laughs> tell me it wasn't that easy no it was not that easy at all so basically I did a ceramics course for six weeks at um on night times at my local um island art center so it's just like a little art center there were night classes there and I was terrible on the wheel to start off with so I started making all of these plates because there was nothing else that I could make um, and I loved mugs I've always loved mugs I've always been a collector and I basically just persevered I hand rolled them which take about an hour per mug so mm. people don't realize the amount of time that goes into them so I would really get myself a slab of clay and I would get a tube to basically roll around to make the body and then you would sculpt the boobs you would add the handle so it was all a big learning curve I only recently was able to afford my own wheel thankfully from people buying my stuff and I'm so grateful for that and now I was taking a few lessons with a local potter and he has been teaching me how to throw the bodies and everything it's just a lot quicker at the minute it is very difficult though so I understand that when people do it for the first time they're like no they're not for me but I just automatically was obsessed with it and I was obsessed with how therapeutic it was and Mm. how it brought Mm. you away from social media technology and just made you get in touch with your creative side. Mm, nothing like getting down with the dirt. Um, yeah. Now, you have a USP, which which I find very interesting, and they are the personalised Titi mugs. Yes, yes. So what kind of customers would want a personalised mug and, and what is it based on? So personalised are ones that have messages on the bottom and you can actually choose your boob size or if you want a scar on one of your boobs um, and you can write a little message or well, I can write a little message on the bottom a lot of them are something that makes you feel confident within yourself or a lot of them are for gifts and it's maybe like a little inside joke between two people um, so they would be my most popular and then customs which I think you might be talking about the customs are people's own breasts mm-hmm. sculpted on the mugs um, they started because a customer just asked, I am coming to terms with my body again. I am only gaining confidence. Um, could you maybe sculpt my boobs? I just sort of was taken a bit aback. Um, and I, I thought, well, you know what? Like, they're just boobs. And I'm. this is exactly what I'm trying to, to break down. So, the, the so what do they do then? Do they send you a photograph 
of their breasts? Yes. Okay. Yes. So they would send me a photograph of their breasts. I would need a photographic ID and um, they would need to basically checkbox. There's a little um, checkbox on my website. You cannot purchase one of these items unless you um, agree to the photo being used mm. for product purposes, creation only. And um, they would send through that. I would delete them straight, straight after I would use them. Sure. And then they have their own boobs on a mug or a planter forever. And it just sort of um, it makes me feel good that people want to, you know, celebrate bits of their body that maybe they weren't entirely yeah. comfortable yeah. with. Yeah, um, and that gets hidden with. away all of the time. Yeah. Um, totally. Now, so it strikes me then that among your customers, then very possibly you have breast cancer survivors uh, yes. in there. Yeah. Uh-huh. So probably about 10% of my customers um, want uh scar or they want both of their breasts removed and they want like a little message on the bottom which maybe help them through their 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 trauma mm -hmm. and a lot of the gifts um that are ordered from me are maybe for, for somebody that had um undergone this the surgery mm -hmm. themselves and i think they just want to remind whoever out there that their body is still beautiful and I suppose whenever people do receive those gifts, they're like, whoa, I've never seen something like this before. But it's so lovely. I've been sent videos and photographs and um, messages of people who are gifting these items. And sometimes the people break down into tears. And that means I break down into tears. <laughs> and it's just really important to to be a part of a special moment like that and to remind people that they are still beautiful no matter what their body goes through. Indeed. Um, and remind me, Sophie, if it's not a rude question, how old are you? I'm 24. Well, I've just turned 24. Well, what a fantastic job you are doing. Uh, there's a pivot, if I ever saw one, uh, in lockdown. And do you think you'll uh -huh. stick with this now or are you going back to the old marketing job? No, I, I've left my job full time doing this now. And I am like expanding my range into doing plates um homeware vases some of them might have boobs on them but the the boob thing just sort of got me going it is still my usp it's my most popular product but as a ceramicist now i am just constantly trying to evolve my skill set so i um released a photo of one of my first plates i ever made um a few months ago and people went crazy for them so I think that's the route I'm going to be going down next but the boobs will always have a special place in my heart and I oh, think I'm going to oh, continue indeed and if people want to have a look at the titty mug uh, and where can they find you on social media where where are you allowed left on social media Sophie oh, well I still am on social media on Instagram it's Sophie MC ceramics and it's the same as my Facebook, Sophie MC Ceramics. Right. And my website is www.sophiemacklewainceramics.com. All right. Well, as one of your messages on the bottom of one of those mugs go, you are simply the breast. And listen, thank, oh, thank you, you so much for joining us this morning on The thank Home Show. Thank you for having me. Now, still to come, if I was to tell you we're going to be talking all things Japandi after the break, would you know what I mean? Well, all will be revealed in a few moments. I'll join you back here on The Home Show here on News Talk. The Home Show with Colour Trend. Bring home Irish colour with Colour Trend paint. This is News Talk.
you're very welcome back to the home show here on News Talk. I'm Sinead Ryan. If you're just tuning in now, you'll have missed my interview with Sophie McElwain about her tit tea mug. If you want to know all about that, you can listen back uh, on the News Talk app, of course, to the home show, which is powered by Go Loud. If you'd like to get in touch with us at any stage, you can text us here at 53106. That'll cost you 30 cent or email us at thehomeshow at newstalk.com. Now, you know that we love to keep you ahead of up and coming design trends before anybody else here on the home show. So this morning, I'm delighted to introduce you to the design concept known as, wait for it, Japandi. Imagine the modern lines of Scandinavian design coupled with the sleek elegance of Japanese style. Well, that is Japandi and it is a new interior style sweeping the nation and to guide me through the key features of it. I'm joined by interior architect and creator of styles so simple, Aoife Tobin. Morning, Aoife. Welcome to the home show. Good morning. Thank you very much. I'm so delighted to be on. It's my first time on radio, so I'm very excited. Well, you're already <laughs> sounding like a pro. We're delighted to oh, have you. you. Now, let's start with the basics. Uh, d- yes. We're two nations so far apart. Right. <laughs> it seems an yeah. unusual mashup. So describe Japandi design uh, for listeners. Okay, so you've actually said it there. It is so strange that they are so far apart, but they actually have some very similar design features and core design principles that match into Japandi. So both the Scandinavian design and Japanese design, they have a huge respect for nature and craftsmanship, and they also feature strongly with functionality and simplicity. So with those merged together, if we think of the Nordic concept of Huga, which is mm. warmth and well-being, and then the ancient ancient Buddhism concept of, I hope I'm saying this right, wabi-sabi, which is the acceptance of imperfections. So just to kind of give an idea, if you think of this beautiful rustic stool with those little imperfections in a minimal backdrop, that to me is a very nice vision of Japandi. Does that make sense? It does. And actually, when you talk about it like that, there seems to be a lot of similarity because when we think of Japanese yeah. interiors, the whole Marie Kondo thing, we're thinking yes. of simple, sleek, decluttered, decluttered lines. Actually, <laughs> that's what the Scandi... I mean, I know the Hugga stuff is... We love a bit of Hugga on the home show, but I mean, that's yeah. when you just add in the warmth and the throws and the candles and all that. But actually, it starts out just in a very clean, simple space. No clutter. Um no when, clutter, when exactly, yeah. did this design aesthetic kind of take hold in Ireland? Are there people very excited by it? It's actually quite recent enough. So I think it's about 2017 where we started to hear ripples of it. And it's really, like, we're really on the trend about it now. Like, it's only starting to come in. But I think definitely, I hope I'm saying her, her name right, Maria Kondo, when the that Netflix show mm. came up, people did start to think like, okay, I want quality over quantity. Mm. I want to declutter. And, you know, I actually think that um, COVID had a big aspect to it as well because we were in our homes more and people were kind of seeing what they actually needed, which is a huge emphasis on Japandi. It's what we need and what we love. It's not about having too many nice things. Yeah. Now, t- tell me where you would get items that would fit this aesthetic. Uh, I mean, are yeah. we looking at Ikea or is it kind of something warmer than so, those sharp lines 
We're actually really lucky. There's quite a few of them now that we can. Cave Home is one. It's a Spanish company, I think, that has a lot of items there that work really well with this aesthetic. Um, DFS actually have some really nice low to the ground sofas, which is perfect for the Japandi style. The Finnish Design Store, Cult Furniture, Bow Concept is one that has really um, nice Nordic influences, but it does have quite a few features with the Japandi style as well. So we really are spoiled for choice in terms of places that we can go for it. But the items we'd be looking for are, let's say, those timber stools, sizal rugs. If you think of those beautiful terracotta pots, mm. that they are the items that will create that um, that scheme for you. Now, I'm not thinking when I when you're describing that of a great deal of colour. Is it all about yes. neutrals? It is all about neutrals. Now, if you did want to, but it's the nice neutrals. OK, so I know in Ireland we've been like really wanting to stay away from the creams and everything because I think we were all just a bit shot with the magnolia mm. um, but the Japandi style is really about the warm colour hues so if you're thinking of a white you're thinking something like Arctic Blonde from Colour Trend so it's a warm white which is perfect for the Irish aesthetic because mm-hmm. in Ireland we actually do have a lot of natural grey hues so we want those warmer colours so you're thinking more of the like I'm nearly scared to say but you are thinking more of like the cream hues beige is what I'm hearing but in you a good are, way yeah, good beige in a good way exactly yeah, okay. like I feel like we all kind of went away from beige because we saw too much of it yeah. but there's a time and a place for it it does work in our interiors um, and you'd also be looking at those beautiful rich uh, chocolate browns charcoals um, and again terracotta is a huge one as well okay so there is a little bit of colour pop in there it's in just not those areas, okay right yeah. so are you talking about a cushion or maybe a print or a, or, or a rug something absolutely. like that absolutely okay. so a cushion it, it could even be like when I think of the terracotta I do think of you know the terracotta um, vases and plant pots that are quite rustic so something like that. So it could be something that small that just gives, it anchors the space. It doesn't make it look just very bland and plain and let's say soft white and cream. You do need to have something that's going to anchor it and give mm. it a bit of life. And so those items would do that. OK, I am speaking with Aoife Tobin, uh, interior architect and creator of Styles So Simple, about this new design craze called Japandi, a mashup <laughs> of Japanese and Scandi. Um, Aoife, it, this all sounds OK. It's minimalist. It's cool. It's clean. Yes. Oh, I'm also thinking Ching Ching. Is it expensive? No, you know, I don't think it is. Now, there is um, with Japandi, again, it's quality over quantity and it is about getting items that aren't perfect. So this is definitely something that you can go to stores and get second second hand items or you can go to vintage stores. It really is about getting items that you love. So it doesn't have to be expensive at all. Like you can go to more economical stores, like let's say Cave Home. That isn't a hugely expensive store. Um, but with the thought that you're going to buy something that you love, it's not throwaway items. Does, mm. Do you know what mm. I mean? Is it a kind of a model for upcycling maybe? It absolutely is. It really is. And I think as well, um, like I've seen it with a lot of my clients as well, people are a lot more conscious of what they're buying, where they're buying from and um, having stuff that that is going to last and that it's not going to affect the environment. So all of this upcycling is really important in this style. Mm, Okay. so what's your advice now for anyone who thinks, actually, that sounds lovely. That sounds what I'd like to do (laughs) over the weekend. Um, You know, does it have to start with being super neat and a full declutter? 
I do think that that's where you have to start with it. It really is about uh, going into the home and picking out what you love and what you actually use. So the decluttering is the, the first place and the best place to start. Is there an argument for taking up existing furniture and maybe sanding it back or liming it? Would, would that work with that colour aesthetic? Absolutely, it would indeed. And you know, that is one thing that I have found going into homes is that people have beautiful pieces of furniture. So they could have a beautiful coffee table, but the natural wood is actually not being shown on it because the varnish over Mm. years stains it. And it gives us that... I'm sure I'm not the only one that has that vision of pine when we go into homes. But if you, it usually is the stain that makes it those honey hues. So if you sand that back and if you get a lovely oil finish to it, that's something that will be a lot. It's going to show more of the imperfections, the natural imperfections of the furniture. And it's also going to be much more subtle and perfect for Japandi. Now, if people want to find more about uh, Japandi and about your work, Aoife, where can they go? So for my work, they can go to stylesosimple.com or they can follow me on Instagram with uh, stylesosimple. And for Japandi, honestly, you Google it. It's so trending at the moment. There's so much um, about it online. Wonderful. All right. Well, Aoife Tobin, interior architect and creator of Style So Simple, thank you so much for joining us on The Home Show and telling us all about Japandi design. Not at all. So much fun. Thank you. <laughs> Now, if you're living in the Northern Hemisphere, we officially enter autumn on the 22nd of September. But does your home match the season today? I want to look at how we can bring autumn inside. So joining me to discuss this is interior designer Emma Delaney from April and the Bear. Good morning, Emma. Welcome to the show. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Now, what we will be doing as the autumn draws in further is moving some of our plants from outside to inside. And I'm a huge fan of the planter. Uh, They're difficult enough uh, to get right indoors and you don't want kind of a load of soil around the place. So what is what is a good way to do that, Emma? Yes, I think with plants, um, this is something always that comes up throughout every project we always try and advise the the client to bring, you know, a sense of the outdoors inside, if you get me. I think it's something that really breaks up a space. If you have some nice greenery, just breaking up even a shelving unit, you can hang some lovely trailing plants, you know, like you have the golden pothos, for instance. They just trail so well down the side of like a, a tall unit. Um, And then as well with that, you know, you have your lower planters, uh, you have some lovely options there with some lovely wood planters. I always suggest the wood because it just adds more textural depth to any any space. And are they elevated? So could you have planters at different heights? Because I've seen that done Mm. and it, it looks beautiful. Yeah, it's so nice. I think um, with the different elevations, it really does look amazing. I think if you kind of gather maybe two or three together, all of different levels, mm. I think it just really looks like a lovely little um, space just for them to kind of, you know, for, for them to thrive really. And I think with coupling them together, I think that's really the best option as opposed to just placing them singularly you know mm. and also it can be a lovely idea to kind of plant really something colourful uh, I love planting mm. chilies and peppers uh, yes. uh, indoors because they just grow so fast and they're bright yellow and red and, and yes. just beautiful now you mentioned they're trailing plants can you really do hanging baskets indoors 
Yes, you can you can definitely do hanging baskets indoors. We've often even for commercial use, say for instance, you know, where there's people that maybe the client really a lot of the floor space is so precious, they want to try and incorporate greenery, but they don't want to be using up too much of the floor space. So I'd always suggest, you know, obviously it depends on the actual what aspect the the office is facing or you know whether it be a, a store or a retail outlet um it's just to be to be sure that wherever you're placing the plant it will thrive and it will live it's, it's not going to die you want something breathable mm-hmm. as well uh, so I always do suggest where possible obviously where the ceiling is a nice opportunity to hang you know you can just kind of install a little f- like hook fixture and then you can wrap the actual um, plant holder around that uh, but where you can I would always suggest a ceiling mounted uh, plant planter. Okay, so that kind of then brings me on to another area because you're mm. when you're saying hanging them there, I'm thinking of ropes. I'm thinking of sizal. Um, you're you're a fan of of the the old rope. Yes, absolutely. I think uh, you know it depends really. I mean, on the fixture of the planter, but they can come. You know, you can get them in kind of different forms of of materials. Uh, jute rope is another one. It's kind of you know you can wrap it around and it's quite versatile. You can twirl it around any fixture. Um, it just adds more. Um, softness to the space as well you know a lot of these fixtures if they're in metal they can look quite cold they're they're not exactly uh, very warm looking but it does obviously depend on you know the kind of aesthetic that you're going for mm. uh, but really what I would suggest if you're kind of trying to dress up a, a planter that's maybe might be ceiling mounted you can always wrap you know a, a, like a wrap a, a rope around that and just it just adds to the space Um, you know we had a, a project whereby our client had a like a chair which was ceiling mounted mm-hmm. and now the actual fixture was a metal fixture but she, she kind of was thinking you know it looks quite bare so we actually just wrapped a jute rope around it and it just it just adds to uh, the texture and just adds a bit of warmth to the space and you've got yourself a little reading corner then with your plant beside you so that sounds absolutely very very restful for those uh, autumn evenings Emma Delaney interior designer for April and the Bear here in Dublin thank you very much for joining us this morning on the home show thank you so much still to come on the home show we're going to be brightening up everyday items from the loo to the kitchen after the break. Stay with us on The Home Show. You're very welcome back to The Home Show here on News Talk. I'm Sinead Ryan. At the top of the show, I interviewed the Belfast-based Sophie McElwain, a ceramicist, and her tit tea mug. If you'd like to hear all about that, then do listen back on the News Talk app, which is powered by Go Loud. And of course, you can get in touch with us at any stage today by texting us on 53106 or emailing us at thehomeshow at newstalk.com. Now, one of the trends we are seeing is how you can upgrade your everyday items at home from glasses to plates to cutlery. So to guide us through getting style with the items that we can take for granted, we're joined by home show friend Neve Marr, head of content at her.ie. Morning, Neve. Welcome to studio. Good morning. It's so lovely to be in studio. I know. It's great since we've been able to have guests back live. You makes know, such a difference. Makes such a difference. Lovely indeed. to be here. Yeah. Well, it's lovely to have you. Now, uh, before we start everyday items, OK, what are we talking about here? now so it's such an interesting topic and I, I did really enjoy it when I heard it first because I suppose these are the items that you take for granted so it's I mean exactly what it says on the tin 
It's also tins. It's literally the things <laughs> that you use and that you might take for granted, but that all actually contribute to the aesthetic of your home and your space. So if we were to say containers, for example, what you store your food in. So obviously that's really important for storage, but also if, for example, you have open shelving, which is a massive trend at the moment, you want these things to look nice as well. And that's the key, I suppose, to taking everyday items to the next level. There has been this trend to pare back, pare down, and in terms of using natural fabrics and wood yeah. and juice. metal and all, yeah, yeah exactly. hemp and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> but actually, th- that fits in quite well with the change in everyday items because if you're looking, it's about simplicity, really, yeah. isn't it? It absolutely is. And and for example, like if you're looking to do that and to pare back. You know, taking these items to the next level is really important. So like I was mentioning there, your food storage, if you were to get glass jars, for example, with nice wooden lids on them, which you can get very easily in Ikea for an affordable price as Mm. well. It looks aesthetically pleasing, but you know that it will last as well because it's glass. You're not going to be losing it in the cupboards if it's plastic. And again, take it to the next level by getting a label maker and go mental with it. Oh, wow. So impress people. 13 euro on Amazon to get a label maker and have the most enviable display of your food <laughs> products around by just oh, cool. elevating the containers. Well I must say I'm a big fan of the old Kilner jar and I have a load of them yeah. and there's something very pleasing to yeah. the eye about I'm, I'm, a, I'm a decent enough cook I like cooking as mm. opposed to seeing it as a chore but there's something nice about seeing lined up Kilner jars with rice with orzo with pasta oh, with couscous yeah cereals even it, you know and, and having it there and it just it nearly looks a tiny bit Instagram artistic. I mean that's it and I mean if you feel drawn to a certain area in your home you're going to want to spend more time in it as well so that's what I think. I always think if I have nice containers and things look well it might actually make me want to cook more which hasn't happened yet but we're going to keep our fingers (laughs) crossed for it. Now you were looking at something which I never, it just never considered it before and that's trays. Yes. Uh, Now for me I you know trays literally to just take a cup of tea up to bed on well, but mm. you're looking at them in more of it as a display item well this is it so trays would be kind of the everyday item that a lot of people would forget like that I would definitely remember trays from my childhood more and they were usually you know plastic awful colours thrown in the bottom of the press and again whenever you'd bring up a cup of tea to mom in bed that's what it would be used for but now trays are really making their mark in a living room setting and almost being put in as I suppose an organiser on a coffee table. So you can get beautiful display trays now where you can put, I mean, whatever your aesthetic is, it can be candles, it can be magazines for people who are now thankfully coming over finally. So they they are being used in a more, uh, you know, display way. And again, the price ranges on what you can do. I mean, you can pick up trays anywhere, but it's a really nice way, I suppose, to organise. Coffee tables are one of those things that before you even know it, it just gets out of hand and Mm. it's absolutely filled Mm. with everything. If you have a tray there that you like to look at, that look nice and then you always know where everything goes on it it can really elevate that everyday item and it can be handy actually to put it on if you don't have a coffee table but most people might have a footstool or you know one of those padded kind of central units it can be nice to set to settle stuff on it what how do you stop that decluttering though and just piling everything on it is is it about keeping it as a like a piece of installation art you have to be kind of committed to your tray i'm not going to lie like i do i have a very beautiful art deco style tray which has a mirrored bottom that i was that 
I was gifted and I loved it. It's quite large and I do. I have randomly, I keep sunglasses on it, a few candles and just things That's that... not random at all. Though, I mean, like, yeah, not really. But that are, I mean, they're all very aesthetically pleasing sunglasses. But yeah, I suppose you do have to kind of commit yourself and look, it gets messy and then you just clean it up and then you feel a little bit calmer after ah, you've cleaned the tray as well. Okay. So all nice right. options out there as well. You can get a really reasonable one in H&M going back to that natural fibre. They have really lovely jute and natural braided ones for like a fiver. Their, so. home, their home store is actually very, very nice now. And yeah. I love Next's home store as well. Beautiful. There's just something kind of um, the way it's curated, you kind of say, oh, I'll have everything. I know, know? I know. that's the problem. <laughs> that's the problem. Okay. All right. So H&M uh, for, for that jute tray and again, using those natural kind of fibres and it brings that neutrality into the into the room. If Absolutely. you don't want to make a statement. Exactly. And if right. you want to make a statement, you can go a little bit more. You can go up to around the 54 euro mark by going to Marks and Spencers, which has beautiful homeware. They have, like I mentioned earlier, beautiful Art Deco gold and silver mirrored ones, which everyone's okay. going to comment on your tray if you have a lovely it's Marks and Spencers at the moment and Art Deco is probably my favourite period as everybody listening to the show knows. All right. Now, plates. uh, Just let's come back into the kitchen because um, white plates are, you know, obviously de rigueur. I love a white plate. A large one, a small one, a square one, a round one and I think there's nothing nicer. Uh, But if we want to add a splash of colour how are we going to do that? Well, I mean, I don't think you're alone in that. A lot of people really like that clean look when it comes to their plates and their dinner. And also, it just makes it easier to keep track of everything if everything is the same. For 2021, what we have seen is a massive trend in just pure white dishware. Now, for some people, that can be a little bit not boring, not calling you boring, but some people like clean that. Clean lines. Clean lines, yes. <laughs> I would love to be more like that, but I do enjoy a pop of colour. And so that's where I like to, I suppose, spend a bit more of my thought process on placemats. And placemats okay. is just a very easy way to bring in a little bit of personality to a table if you're having people over. And I you love clean a placemat. Yeah. And everybody on the show, and Roisin Murphy, you know, who's who's normally here on the show, will know that I hate a table mat. A table cloth no, I, I hate all the fussy that, on it yeah. but the mat is lovely and I'm on the lookout for something decent tell me have you found anything nice yeah so I, I actually was doing a bit of looking myself and I found some really nice options randomly Shein which wouldn't be a place that I would go to for homewares it's kind of more so known for you know it's arguably fast fashion um, but it does have a homeware section and you can get some really nice ones they actually have a marble pattern placemat for six seventy five. again for anybody who is looking at the lower end of the budget and who wants something that will make a statement but that won't necessarily break the bank. They have some really nice things there as well. Again, I have to go back to H&M because they they really are playing into that um, jute and natural fibre trend. Mm-hmm. So you can actually get two-pack jute blend table placemats for twelve ninety nine, which mm-hmm. is beautiful. They come nice and rolled up and it's yeah. just easy. And, and it's not it's not so expensive that, look, you, you don't have to feel you use it every day. You can mix and match, maybe get different ones for the weekend exactly, or for yeah. entertaining. And I mean, to be honest with you, I would use something like that from H&M every single day because it would definitely, you know, make you feel like you were making an effort with your dinner yeah. as well. Then if you wanted to go absolutely mad, which would be a very specific... I, I suppose aesthetic uh, 30 euro in Tipperary Crystal you can get a set of six place mats that have uh, Edgar Degas work on them I saw these <laughs> so I beautiful. love Degas I yeah. did my Leaving Cert art <gasps> dissertation on Degas Amazing. only because I always wanted to be a ballerina and it never worked out for me well that's what he's known for beautiful <laughs> ballerina yeah, beautiful. and these are all different all different but they're all the same but they're all the same yeah. but they're all based they all have beautiful paintings and specifically what he's known for the beautiful impressionist yeah. Yeah. Uh, pictures of the prima ballerinas 
So you can get a set of six there for 30 euro if you want to. And I mean, everybody's just going to be talking about Degas at your dinner party, which is what you want. Absolutely. And why not? That's the kind of dinner party I have not. <laughs> right. OK. Now, uh, we'll go a little bit more prosaic, Neve, uh, And I am speaking with Neve Marr, head of content at her.ie, about everyday items. Now, Neve, what is more everyday and bog standard... <laughs> Then a loose seat. <laughs> Glad you said it and I didn't, to be honest with you, but it was definitely it was definitely coming. Yeah, look, every day, depending on what you've eaten that day, um, is, I'm so sorry for saying that, but it's the toilet seat. I mean, you use it every single day. Actually, a tip for renters as well. If you really want to make a, a rental feel um, like your own, the first thing you should do is change mm, the toilet seat when indeed. you get in. Um, just tell no one, just come in and change them. You can get them anywhere for like honestly about thirteen ninety nine. some of the prices start woodies mm. around 25 euro as well um, and the everyday items that of course you use like I said they're woodies they have some really nice antibacterial ones actually which uh, some people may not know that you oh. can actually have toilet seats that have I, I can't get into the science of it because I don't know but they have stuff in them that you know is antibacterial so that's good that started around 39 euro and they fit everything as well well that'd be handy in a, in a house share wouldn't it where exactly. you're not related to all the people you're sharing the I bathroom know. with okay. if you really want to make a statement with an everyday item like a toilet seat Etsy is the place to go so mm. I actually found one for 173 euro what? if you want to you know uh, gold plated or well I guarantee people will be talking about it it's a gem green toilet seat with seashell fish resin so quite a specific home decor I would imagine and yes soft clothes silver hinge styling on it and I mean that's what everybody is going to be talking about forget your day gah but they might they might be but it won't be in a good way (laughs) (laughs) they are right okay now one of the other things that we have been getting used to during lockdown well I certainly have and I've always been a big fan of my pilates and the yoga and all that but it's doing it outdoor it's bringing a zen like area to your home and a lot of us now have found a little tiny corner of the home that we can zen down for stretching and, you know, our morning yoga routine. You've been taking a look at the best way to do that. Yeah, absolutely. I I think that as the weather starts to go south, let's be honest, we're heading into the winter months, you know, not everybody will be as enthused about going out and bringing the yoga mat out into uh, nature. So it is about, okay, well, how can I create a space within my own home that makes me feel calm and that gives me a second to breathe? And that's what I think yoga, any kind of practice that you do, whether it's Pilates or even meditation is really important. So this is something I really enjoy for a couple of reasons. One, it's great to declutter the mind, but also it's a great filler for an area in your home that you have absolutely no idea mm, what to do with. Like that, an alcove a or corner. top of the stairs or a corner of the office or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. I actually saw, I don't know if you've seen Motel Makeover on Netflix. It's a fantastic show. You should you should watch it okay. if you get the time. Um, but they were redoing their living space within this motel that they were making over and half of a huge, a fairly sizable room, they didn't know what to do with it. So they just put up a room divider and turned the, the latter half of the room into a yoga studio. Oh, that sounds fab. And it was and it was literally it was right in front of a window light is so important for this mm. a couple of yoga mats a couple of standing plants and then that was it you know bring in whatever plinky plunky music you need on your phone the calm app whatever it is yeah. that kind and of and then ruin it all with Joe Wicks and then, and then, <laughs> and then ruin it all with Joe Wicks by sweating um, but yeah like so I think lighting is really important for that I think you don't need to have a lot of equipment it's more so about 
sectioning off a space that you mm. go to where you're not banging your elbows off furniture and that you really do feel like it's a space just and, for yourself. And yoga mats, I mean, I know you can buy the really expensive ones, but actually you can also get them for a fiver and they do exactly the same job. You can get your weights out into Catlon and a couple of candles and actually that and a potted plant, you, you've nearly created a kind of zen-like corridor right there. Exactly. And it, I think scents, you, you touched on it there, like very important, you know, you can have candles, obviously oil diffusers as well, uh, a beautiful sense which will make you feel very luxe as well. It'll bring a little bit of luxury to whatever yeah. space that you're doing. Um, and you can do it in a really affordable way. And yes, you can spend a lot on yoga mats, but realistically they're doing the same job. Yeah. So Yeah, and you can roll it all up and put it away then when you're done. And that's the best thing about it. So it's a great use for a kind of a multi-use space. Um, I I had started lighting a candle, a scented candle, um, when I'm doing my Pilates in the hopes that it might take my mind off the weights. It hasn't yet worked. (laughs) Well, it depends on the scent. And I would say that a couple of my favourite recommendations would be lavender and sage. It's what kind of switches me off. But again, everybody's personal preference. But take that time for yourself. Why not? Yeah, and you can kind of um, get get try different things and get used to what it is that you like, you know. And and the thing about yoga, it can become quite addictive. Yeah. And you might end up then feeling you need more and better and bigger. And but this everything. is it. And I would say as well, just as a little caveat to this, very good for a yoga space and a Pilates. But if you're into, say, for example, CrossFit, like I was talking to your producer mm. about this beforehand, you might need to check with the neighbours before you start doing CrossFit exercises <laughs> on your living room door Indeed. because they'll be banging on Indeed. the doors. And right while away. you're doing your downward dog, you can look at your beautiful curated tray sitting <laughs> exactly. on your poof in the middle of the Great living room. Great H&M tray, beautiful, and so then. What an accomplished person I am, <laughs> right? Well, an accomplished person is Neve Marr. Thank you for joining us this morning on The Home Show. That was Neve Marr, head of content at her.ie. Thank you. And that's all we have time for this week. Remember, if you'd like to get involved in the show, if you have a question or a topic you'd like us to cover or a guest you'd like us to have in, well, then please do let us know. You can email us at thehomeshow at newstalk.com. We read every single one that comes in. And of course, you can text us at any time on 53106 for 30 cent. Don't forget to check out our podcast on the News Talk website. Thanks to the production team today, Gareth Mulhall, JJ Clark and Stephen McLoon, who is on sound. Bobby Kerr's up next. He'll be talking to the men and women who've been delivering all of your online shopping during lockdown. Yes, he's meeting the couriers of Ireland. Have a fantastic weekend and I'll see you all again next week. The Home Show with Colour Trend. Bring home Irish colour with Colour Trend paint. This is News Talk. <laughs>